Alright, hello and welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. I'm Lena and I'm here with Carolyn and Debbie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I am here. Your posh voices. Oh, your posh voice. <laughs> Fun, sir. Um, so we're looking at prayer at the moment. Um, and we were looking at the conditions for having an for answered prayer. I like how Derek Prince opens his book. Um, he's like, I always get what I pray for. Yeah. I was like, I like that confidence. And it's like, because I'm praying in accordance with God's will, because I'm meeting this condition, I always get what I pray for. I'm like, yeah, I like it. All right. So the conditions um, to receive answered prayer. We need to come with a reverent submission, so truly yield ourselves to God. We have to have faith that God will hear us. We pray in the name of Jesus. We approach God boldly with confidence and without condemnation. We ask with the right motive. We forgive those who have hurt us. We are directed by the Holy Spirit and we ask according to God's word. Okay, so let's get into it. Debbie, can you read 1 John 5, 14 to 15? This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. How encouraging is that, right? That is like so powerful, that scripture. Mm. It's exciting. This is what started me on this whole, you know, is that scripture a couple of weeks ago just really reading that and then really taking that on board and saying it to myself during the middle of the night and then it led on to, you know, um, really getting into studying this a lot more and it's just so exciting, hey? This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anything. (laughs) Um, All right, so Debbie, what does that first part mean? This is the confidence we have in approaching God. And you'll find, sorry, that a lot of it may sound like repetition Mm -hmm. over the time, but it just all flows into each other. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say I was going to repeat something that you said in an earlier podcast, Carolyn, when, you know, before Christ's death, the way that we approach God was through the high priest Mm -hmm. and into the holy of holies in the temple. But when Jesus died... As we talked about, that curtain, that veil was torn to allow entrance to him. He beca- And then when Jesus died, he became the way in which we approach God. Yep. Hebrews 10, 19 to 22 says, Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. And in um, chapter 4 of Hebrews, it talks about how Jesus is our high priest who is able to sympathise in our weaknesses and temptations. So Jesus is our way in which God has provided for us to approach him with confidence and he can sympathise with us as well in, in what we're going through in our weaknesses and in our sins, in our sins, our temptations, because yep. he was tempted and he... He knows where we're at. He, mm. he can understand us. So, And how mm. amazing is that, like that provision that God made, hey, like Jesus dying on the cross, but that he, you know, he came as well. Like like you say, he's gone through everything. He really mm. does understand. Yeah. So we can't ever get into a little pity party and think, yeah, well, you know, God, but you don't really understand, you know. 
um, I've mentioned before I had a situation where I was talking to someone and they said, oh, well, you don't really understand it, you know, because you haven't gone through it. But I was, you know, I could say, well, I might not have gone through that specific situation, but I've got all the principles and the word of mm -hmm. God. And, you know, I mean, you could say Jesus hasn't gone through a miscarriage. Would you say that he doesn't understand? No, of course you wouldn't. So it's the same thing. Like mm. you can go yeah. to him with anything. Yeah. It may not be that specific incident, yeah. but of course he understands fully everything, you know, and you've got the principles and the word that you can still offer that support and that help. Well, we And we also talked um, previously about, you know, Jesus asked for the cup to be taken. Like yeah. we, we couldn't even fathom that. Like, I have been through a miscarriage, I've been through three of them, yeah. you know, but I understand that, but I can't, I could never understand, you know, being at that point where I knew that I was going to lose my life. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, he was so human like us. Yeah. You know, he, you know he's been through the weaknesses, he's yeah. been through the temptations, yep. you know, like, but just because they're not exactly the same as us doesn't mean, mean he doesn't yeah, understand exactly. and know our hearts. Yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, I always um, console myself with thinking, like, Jesus has been through the worst. Yeah. Like, thinking, I don't think, I know no. that anything in my experience up until now is not anything comparable to the death that he suffered. No. So, like, whatever we're going through, to think he's gone through worse. Not only mm. the death that he suffered and the, the sins that he had put yeah, onto on him. him when he was, yeah. But that's all yeah, my the stuff. Of that, yeah. There's no way God's and, ever asked any of us to do that. And, so. and I just think of that point where he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Like, forsaken me. That like really <sighs> strikes me because out of all eternity, like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together, and for us, like the sins that were put on God had to turn his face away at yeah. that point. Yeah. Like, and that, you know, how, how they must have felt. And they did that for mm. us. The Trinity did that for us. Mm. It's like, wow, that just gets me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So <clears throat> we can come in confidence, speak freely, hey? Mm. All right. So the next part of verse 14 is really important because as we've discussed, it's the key to answer prayer that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mm. And, you know, we've got to be really careful because sometimes we could focus and, and um, you know, we've talked about as well in some Christian circles today, you've got this whole name it and claim it and, you know, praying without the right motive, praying for what you want. Um, and I think often they would start, if you ask anything, he hears us. Yeah. Like with skipping out the part according to his will because that's very different from stopping at just if we ask anything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and according to his will is a condition. And, and I believe that is a condition for every claiming of every mm -hmm. promise and provision mm -hmm. that's in the word. Even, you know, um, a lot of people don't like to accept that, that with every promise there's a condition. Mm. And, you know, even if there isn't, a, you know, a lot of the scriptures will have a stated condition there, but if it doesn't have a stated condition, to me, it's always the unspoken thing is still according to your will. So that's still always a condition. And, um, you know, we can't expect God to grant anything that's contrary to his will and mm. his word, which we've discussed before. And also, we shouldn't expect anything that will be contrary to what he judges to be best for us. And what he knows is, is you know, best because he's got our best intentions at heart. And, you know, we often pray with an idea in our heads of hearts should be answered. Mm. 
and mm. what we expect God to do. And so the answer doesn't always come in the way we think it should or how we imagine. And then we often get despondent and we think that God hasn't answered. But no is an answer, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, um, and especially if you've prayed according to your own will. And even there as well, you know, sometimes we can pray selfishly and for our own thing. And God is so gracious and, you know, he'll still bless us and he'll still do it. But, you know, a lot of the times where he's saying no or he's not, it's because he knows it's not best for us or it's not what's good for us. Or it might not be the right timing yeah, for us to exactly. receive what we ask. You know, your yeah. kids might enjoy playing with toy guns, but if they ask you to buy them a real machine gun, you're not going to give it mm. to them because you know they can't handle it. Mm. You know, maybe they're older, they've had training or whatever, it's mm. different. So he knows what's best for us. Mm. Um, you know, and, and often as well, we can assume that God God's will, we can assume that this is what we say God's will is when it's actually not. It might be different. We've talked, um, you know, among the ladies several times about, let's say someone was dying of cancer. You know, and people ask you to pray, and often we would pray and spend your time praying, God, please heal this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we just automatically assume that that's his will. Like, why would it not be his will? And sometimes the people die. Mm -hmm. And then you hear stories and testimony of, like, other people that came to Christ through the funeral, mm. you know, and so we just often assume what we think his will is, and and it might not be, and that's where in a situation like that we would definitely agree to pray for someone. But you're gonna pray if you do specifically name healing, physical healing, then you would say, you know, if it's your will, Lord, yeah. or just pray, Lord, your will be done. Yeah, because we don't always, you know, we might think something looks good so therefore it's God's will because that seems the right mm. thing to happen and it may not be I think it, that's a, no, no. a big issue like the the healing because people struggle with the idea of suffering but like you say Carolyn like there's so many issues like say someone has cancer like often someone who is a Christian their attitude throughout their mm. treatment can be speak volumes to someone or they needed to go through that suffering to come to that point of repentance like I said, you know, I think about any anyway, like these are the critical things that we just miss. Um, and also that Jesus came, it says by his stripes we're healed, but people forget like we can be healed in our hearts, but maybe we still die. Yeah, yeah. but we yes. he yeah. restored our heart. Yeah, and yeah. you know. And that's really important. And we spoke um in one of the earlier podcasts as well about Jesus saying your will be done and that God heard him. Mm. But he still died on that cross mm. that he was saved from death through resurrection, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. But so it's not always like you say, you know, the way that we would imagine. And, you know, I think the important thing is to remember that God knows the beginning from the end and he sees the whole picture. Yeah. And that's the crucial thing. And because it's hard to understand like someone dying, you know, and they seem to have a lot, you know, they've got a lot of faith and everyone's praying or whatever. But. We don't understand God's working and what might appear to us as a lack of working. Um, we need to just trust his heart and intent towards us. And really two key scriptures to remember there and just trying to, you know, we, we try, we like to make sense of everything. Well, why did this happen or whatever? And we've just got to accept, you know, God's will. But two key scriptures, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He knows what that good is. It may not be what our understanding mm. of it is. And then, of course, one of my favorite verses, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, mm. neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 
As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so that's really saying God's ways and thoughts are superior. So we might imagine this is how it needs to be answered and it doesn't and then we don't understand why. So we have to just bear that in mind. Your will, I don't understand it, but I don't need to understand it. I've just got to trust you. So, you know, um, we've just got to not come with our ideas of what God should do and how he should do it and when he should do it. Mm. Just got to leave that up to him. Yeah. I think if you go back, like if you're a person who generously prays and things like that, seeing how God has come through, and I think you can lose sight of that in the midst of life. Oh, God actually did answer yeah. my prayer. It wasn't exactly with all the fireworks that I was expecting to come mm. with it, but, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he, he was he faithful. Yeah. And, and then some of it you'll look back and you just say, oh, thank God, thank you, God, that you <laughs> didn't do that. Like I asked yeah. because that would have made it work, you know. Like, yeah. But just... We don't see the whole picture. We see yeah. through a, dark, a glass darkly, mm. right? So, yeah. All right, Debbie, did you, sorry, want to add anything or you're right there? To oh, no, just to that to... point that we were talking about. Okay. Are we, sorry. No, no so no. I'll move on there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, the conditional limitation according to his will implies the following. Okay, Lena, so what does that imply? So it implies that he has declared that he is willing to grant, that what he has declared that he is willing to grant. So mm. if we pray in accordance with what God has already said is his will, we know he will answer. So there are many things that we know are in accordance with God's will. So we know that we have forgiveness of sins, mm -hmm. that we are to be sanctified and growing and maturing. Um, you know, the Lord's Prayer, we pray that our daily needs are met, deliverance from our enemy. We know that these things are in accordance with God's will. He's already declared them as his will because they're in the Bible. So if we pray and ask for forgiveness, we know that we receive it. So God's already declared that is his will. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And sometimes when we pray and ask for things that are already ours for the taking, I think we forget sometimes, I just was thinking about this, that like often people pray, God, God, would you answer my prayer? I'll answer my prayer. I'm like, yeah, but God's already declared that that is his will. Mm. You just need to fulfill to the condition it, yeah. to receive it. You just got to take hold of it. Um, Lord, make me strong. Romans eight thirty seven. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors we already through have him yeah. who loved us. Um, and when we are weak, then we are strong. Yeah, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Mm. So it's we might be asking that. for something that's like your kid asking you then for a toy that you've already bought and it's sitting there on the table in front. Yeah. You say it's there and they still, you just, Mum, can I have the toy? Can you just take it out of the wrapping. Yeah. Yeah, off you go. Um, Lord, heal me. That's physical and spiritual, what we were just talking about, you know, that by his wounds we are healed. And yeah, sometimes we won't receive physical healing. That's we don't always understand God's will, but it is a perfect will. And sometimes it's about healing and restoration of our hearts, which is available for all. And I like what Derek Prince mentions in his book, and it's what you said. Like sometimes we've got to receive it. He talks about as well situations that he's come across with healing and stuff, where off that instantaneous healing is actually a miracle. And then often it can be painful healing and it is coming, but you've got to keep still just, you but know. have the faith, faith and act to, on the faith. Yeah, yeah. God, I've asked for this. It's in accordance with yeah, your will. You've yeah, answered my prayer yeah. and I'm going to work on yeah, that from that point. Yeah. You know, like things like, Lord, set me free. Often people 
um, place themselves under oppression, but it says it is for freedom that Christ has set us yeah. free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It's Galatians 5. He's already set us free. The work is already done. And we often, yeah, in our minds, we still act like we're under that and we need to be set free, but it's already happened, yeah, and we've just got to live from there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and like anxiety and worry, people mm. often turn to the Lord, set, set me free from this anxiety and worry, and it says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's from Isaiah. But, and you see, that's where, again, it's that whole syndrome of people thinking it's a magic wand. Like, Lord, set me free from this or this anxiety. This And like you say, the scripture says... You will keep in perfect, you know, set your mind on him. Do not be anxious and it tells you what to do. So you have to do it. It's not a mm. magic wand that's going to hit you on the head. But a lot exactly. of people are still waiting mm. for that. Yeah. So this is a, this is God's declared will. It's already there in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Fulfill the condition. You know, you set, set our minds on God or choose not to go into sin and come under that yoke of slavery, mm-hmm. things like that. So God has declared these to be his will. If he's declared it to be his will, he's ready to answer it. And often the only thing holding us back is our own oh, lack so, of obedience yeah. to the condition. Yeah, because mm. Christ has already died and done it. It's not like he's going to still do it. Yeah, the, but we've the, just got the, the overcoming it. work, yeah. the victory yeah. work has been yeah. done. Yeah, exactly. just living and it's it out. Us living it out, and yeah. it's us crucifying our flesh and whatever. But we're still expecting God to just tap us. Good. And suddenly, all those bad. You know, it's the same like we're going through as a church, going through inner healing and stuff. And I, I think. I don't know, I just said to David right at the beginning, I think some people have the concept of like they're going to walk out of there and everything has changed and it's like you can pray the prayers and go through and break all the soul ties and the generational stuff and you don't necessarily feel anything. Mm -hmm. But the hard work then is you have to change your habits. Mm. Be transformed. And I think, yeah. By and, the renewing yes, of your mind. And, mm. and it's hard work. That's the hard work, not the praying and the cutting off of mm. the saltars and the generational stuff. But that's where I think some people, you know, might come out feeling disappointed and think, oh, well, nothing's really changed because you have to do the hard work mm. of changing your habits. Mm. You know? I'm with you there. And that's all been cut off, so that work's done, but it's up to you now. And I think we sort of expect. No, it's just a magic wand and I'm, you know, suddenly going to be different. Not happening, sorry. <laughs> All right, so Debbie, what's um, according to his will, what else does that tell us? Um, I was just thinking about going back to the Derek Prince thing that you said at the beginning. What he says in the beginning of his book was that he, he gets what he prays for. He gets what he prays for. He didn't say he gets what he wants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gets what he prays for because he prays, prays according he to pray what he God's wants. will. Yeah, yeah. I will have so, one Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I like as well at the beginning of the book they talk about how, um, you know, like with the, what's going on in circles today, like they almost explain and say, like, don't get shocked and think Derek's just saying, you know, I just get whatever I pray for because that is what's happening in some circles. Think like yeah. just name it and claim it. And then he goes on to explain, no, because yeah. I'm praying God's yeah. will, it's a whole mm-hmm. different ball game. Yeah. So, yeah, because I was recently talking with somebody, you know, about how God always answers our prayer, but not always how we expect, yeah. as we've just been exactly. talking about. And, you know, God knows what's best for us. As you read in Isaiah 55 eight, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. So what we think we need and what God knows we need can oftentimes be very different. Yeah. And 
remember, like, we need to remember that, like, everything you've I've already, yes, you've sorry, already said it. That's okay. <laughs> you know, like God's God's perspective on our life is different to ours. Yes. We only have this, like, you know, earthly perspective, yeah. but He can see from every different angle. Mm. You know what what we need and the timing and that sort of thing. So, you know, according to His will is yeah. just. And I mean, if that you exactly think of it, it, he sees the our whole life from yeah. beginning to end, oh, hey? Yeah. And we just so in this little moment thinking that we know what's right and we're just not even mm. seeing fraction. The joke I made about like God give me a Ferrari, like yeah. hypothetically, if God gave me a Ferrari, I'd be like, oh, that's awesome, but I can't afford to pay for the exactly. petrol or the, the registration. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So God, like we ask for these things, God's like, well, you just you just cannot handle that. Yeah. We've got to lay a foundation exactly. to get to yes. this yet. And, and that's what I often think as well, just talking like I think of like if I won a Mercedes or something, I would actually just tell them, give me the cash or trade in or something because I wouldn't mm. want to afford the running costs. It's just too much. Yeah. Be careful <laughs> what you pray for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And again, another, um, you know, implication in that condition of according to his will is that we've got to ask for what will be consistent for mm. God to bestow upon us. And again, you know, this all overlaps. It's all the sort of, you know, yeah. flows into each other. It's according to his will. And we can't expect God to violate his laws mm. and his word. So we spoke about him not violating his word, but he's also got laws in the universe as well. He's not going to violate that for you. Um, you know, one of the things that came to mind, and I don't know, it might seem to you girls a bit left field, but the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he shall not eat. Mm. and that's in proverbs i think but also was reading the new testament this week and and that's one of the instructions as well that the disciples give that if someone you know among you doesn't work then he doesn't eat mm. so if you think of that say as one of god's principles um you just look at the welfare system now i'm talking about people that just don't want to work mm. Mm. Look at look at their lives and look at just the results and the consequences. I mean, the lack of character, depression. I don't care if they don't think they're depressed, you will be because mm. we're made to be productive. Mm. Just the impact on the family, the whole social side and whatever, and that's like not consistent with God's word. And, and, and it often becomes a generational curse. Yes, yes, yeah. it does, yeah. So, you know, we need to really be careful that we're not praying for what would be inconsistent with God's character or his word, um, you know, even to pray, oh, Lord, let me not ever have any hardship or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to pray that, but, I mean, then I'm... How are you going to grow? How are you going to grow? How are you going to have any character? I mean, you know, and I know it's not the whole current generation, but, you know, I've talked before about I just see at school and it scares me, just the generation, just the lack of resilience and, and just what's happening, like if something's hard, don't worry, darling, you don't have to do it and whatever. Mm. That's just, you know, it's, it's not... Yeah, it's not good. No, How are they going to train, sorry, people to be soldiers in God's army? Like, mm. if you can't stand now, mm. what the heck are you going to do when per persecution really comes? Mm. Oh, yeah. Melt. Yeah. Which is soft, aren't we? I was just amazed when I was in Nepal, just even just thinking about the people. When I was hiking and I'm going through these villages and, like, I'm like, man, this Western, I'm so soft. These people are, like... In for it doesn't even trees, it's that frozen yeah. all the time, and they've got this hard 
life in them. But what I was going to say, like, that's what I'm trying to teach my team at work. Like, every challenge, you know, it's like, oh, this thing's going wrong. But that's an opportunity that we're learning or we're getting trained in something, you know, characters developing. An opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And just that perseverance needs to complete its work in us. They we love me. You must be so the popular person with your own pom poms. <laughs> but we need to persevere, <laughs> don't we? That perseverance has <laughs> got to have its complete its work in you. Yeah, so that's really important. So, yeah, not praying outside of God's will and not praying with something that's not consistent with who God is and what He would mm. do. All right, Lena, if you want to read another comment to us? Yeah, or we'll just um, go oh, through those verses, 1 John 5, 14, 15, again, in light yeah. of what we've discussed. So this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So what we ask needs to be in alignment with God's will, not about what we want, not about getting our way, building mm. our kingdom. It is about God's will, about his will and purposes in us and through us, bringing his kingdom on earth. And that's really critical. If we want to be an effective prayer, if we want to be an effective disciple, um, if you want answers to prayer, you need to pray in accordance with God's will. So some teachings really focus on that power of prayer to be a blessing to our own lives. Mm. Um, to fulfill our own perceived needs. But our focus is to be on God's will, bringing glory to God. And I don't think that means, that doesn't mean we never pray um, for ourselves, for our own concerns. Like I often pray for my my husband, for God's favour to be on him, for his business to expand. Um, and that's not for our own glory, but that's to provide a, another opportunity for my husband to be salt and light in that particular community. Mm. So that's to bring glory to God. Um, and it would be nice, though, for him to be rich and famous that you don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. The cherry on the top. <laughs> um, so we're here to bring God glory. So our prayers should reflect that, to be focused on God's will and purposes for our life and those that we're praying for. Mm. I mean, to think that is the whole purpose we have mm. for God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how many people are just not even living anywhere near that? I mean, I even speak for myself, but, like, yeah. that should be my sole purpose. Yeah. And we just are so wrapped up in our own lives and, yeah. Mm. So, Debbie, do you want to read a comment? Now? Yeah, so um, the, this Psalm 37, verse 4, people often misinterpret this scripture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, People misinterpret it to mean that God will give us whatever we want, any desire that we have. This can lead to selfish prayers, to na- to the name it and claim it mindset that is in, you know, I've heard around different circles and and that God wants to bless you, you know, mm. and he does. Like, don't get me wrong, God does want to bless us. Um, this verse, even for me, like, take delight in the Lord, you know, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I, before I was married, I was like, okay, I just need to, you know, delight in the Lord and he'll give me the desires of my heart and give me the husband that I, I want, you know. And I think, you know, taking delight in the Lord is more than just going, oh, oh that's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually really, you know, it's, it's a deeper thing than, than what it just sounds. It mm. sounds like it's just like, 
oh, that's nice, you know. But delighting in the Lord is actually taking that time and really just, you know, putting him first. Yeah, that's mm. exactly what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. Why will he give us the desires of our hearts? Then? Because we're asking what he wants. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. we then go, okay, we're so close with him. We know now what, okay, well, God, you know, this is, I know that this is your will for my life, mm. you know, that I, that this happened, you know, or, mm. you know. So the blessings that God gives us are sometimes not the blessings that we think that we should get because, like, as we've already said, you know, he knows what we should have and what what we actually, you know, need. Yeah. So um, also, and we, oh, that's all right, we need to look at Matthew 5 and the Beatitudes where it shows those who are blessed and mm. why and some of them don't look blessed yeah. you know <laughs> um feel like some persecution yeah exactly you know some of them don't look blessed and and um and until you see you know why they're blessed and you know and, and god wants to bless us so you know like i said earlier yes he does want to bless us and yes we're able to ask for it but we have to remember that this is not our life mm. this is life in Christ and it's not about us yeah. it's about what he wants and it's all about you know everything to do with God like you just said before Carolyn you know and the teaching of name it and claim it because God just wants to bless us could sometimes be likened to the teaching of a child and that they should tell their parents so you know can you imagine if we say okay well this is this is how things should be you know our children should tell us what they want and declare that they're going to have it. And we give it. <laughs> and because we're the parent, we should show them love by blessing them with exactly what they yeah, want. Yeah. That's just messed up. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's completely messed up. And as a parent, I know this wouldn't work because it would make for a spoiled child. So how can we then expect to go to God and expect exactly the that, same thing yeah. of him? And I think that's a good thing, like, often to, to do that and say, okay, this is what, to put it into that analogy or that comparison, okay, this is what I'm asking you, and if I had to look at it of my child doing this to me, and then you often realise how foolish it is, hey, yeah. and I'm just selfish. Yeah. Oh, it's great the amount of things that God's taught me through yeah. my kids. Yeah. But, um, you know, we can name what his God what God's will is. We can name yeah. his will yeah. and what his word says and claim those promises. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... Not our made-up desires, yes. you know, of big houses and fancy things that we're able to use for God's glory. You yeah. know, after we go, oh, God, give me a Ferrari for your glory. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. how is that for his glory? You know, it's our selfish desires. So. But I, I yeah. think what you said is so important that that delight, take delight in the Lord is a much deeper thing. It is. It's talking about putting him first and then he'll give you the desires because if you put him first, then often he will even grant things that are luxuries or that you don't even mm. need but if you put him first then he knows that he's got your heart first and those things are not gonna mm. you know what i mean like if we just got that often those would become idols and our heart would go to those mm. i mean you look at solomon what did he pray for and god you know he prayed for wisdom you know and discernment to to rule god's people wisely and god said because you have asked me that was like mm. a good thing and not this i will give you all that as well yeah, yeah. but then that delighting in him first putting him first means that Hopefully your priorities are in line. I just think of like when we were, when we we're going through captivating and you know talking about how you know God delights in us. You know mm -hmm. like like 
a father would delight in his daughter and watching her dance or a mother yeah. would delight in her son and yeah, watching him that, build something, absolutely. you know, and, and that depth of that, you know, just that, I don't know, being a, well. being a mother, you know, I, I think of that with my child and think, you know, I really do delight in yeah, what they're doing yeah. and it is, it is that intimacy yeah, and it is that, yeah. that deeper connection, yeah. yeah. Um, just one more comment on that in Derek Prince's book and it just says, it doesn't say who said it, but it says it was a friend of his. He says, and this is the key, hey, by delighting ourselves in the Lord, we align ourselves so closely with his heart and desires that what we end up praying for is precisely what his intention is for us, no more and no less. Mm. And that's, that's really that's, about that's, that's, that really yeah, does yeah. open yeah. All right. And um, so if we go back to the verse that we've been reading, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we ask. And so I think we've established that we need to align our thoughts and desires and prayers with God's will. And if we do that, then we have that promise in verse 15 that, we can ask according to his will, he will hear and answer. And what an amazing promise. Why does God promise us that, do you think? We have discussed it. But. Because ultimately, the whole point of this life is with him. Yeah. yeah. When we ask his will to be done in our life, he is free to rule us and yeah. shows we're in his will. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to bring glory to him. Mm. Yep. Anything to add to that? Oh, that's good. Now that's a full stop. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> um, all right. So just, I think, you know, I've got a few statements here that for me just sum it up simply by saying it all comes down to this, your will, not mine, be done, mm. that God might be glorified, obedience and submission to him, having the same attitude as Christ Jesus, and then always asking yourself, do I want this because I want it or because God wants it? Mm. Take it away, Lena. All right. Well, with that summary we'll wrap it up um we hope you enjoyed this series and we'll be back for more shortly um again we always encourage you just to get into the word for yourself um this whole series has been about relationship with god and if you are sitting here wondering about your relationship with god we also really encourage you to take a pause and think is jesus really the number one in your life is he truly lord are you willing to submit yourself to him, completely yield yourself and allow his will and purposes to work through your life? So we just encourage you to take a moment now and just rededicate yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Um, and if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can go onto our website, www.life-house.net. That's all from us tonight. Goodbye.